really matters? That might be the most important question you can ask. So let's talk about it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the What Really Matters podcast. I'm Karen Wyatt, and you can listen to the trailer for this podcast to get a little bit more information about me and what I'm all about. But I'm here to share with you my own spiritual journey in hopes that it will be informative for you as you are on your journey as well through life. And in this first episode, I'm going to start by laying a foundation for some of the things we'll be talking about in the future. You may have learned from the trailer that I did hospice work for many years with patients who are at the end of life and learned some really valuable spiritual lessons there from those patients. In fact, seven lessons, and I've written a couple of books about those lessons, and truly those have become the foundation for me of all the spiritual work I've done over these past years. So I want to give you a brief overview in this episode of those seven lessons because I'll be referring back to them often in future episodes and it will help you to just have an idea of what they're about. I already mentioned these lessons came to me as I was working with dying patients and I heard their stories and listened to them talk about what really mattered to them as they were facing their very last days on earth. And as I thought about it, these lessons were all based on universal truths that I had heard over and over again from various wisdom traditions. These are lessons that have been taught to us throughout time. They're not new but as I said, they are universal. So these are lessons that apply to all of us living here on planet Earth, that all of us can benefit from, and that all of us need to remember, because I believe these seven lessons are the key to truly growing and transforming in our spiritual lives, but also to find deeper meaning and peace in life, and to truly become our very best selves. So here we go. I'll give you this overview of these seven lessons. In future episodes, I'll be going through each lesson one at a time into much more depth to talk about what it means and how it might manifest in your life and to tell stories about things I've learned about it. And then after that, uh, lots of the things I bring up here in this podcast will probably refer back to one or more lessons. So it will be helpful to you to have this as a foundation of your knowledge and information as we travel on together on this journey. So the very first lesson that I learned at the bedside of my hospice patients was about suffering. And suffering is a word that for the most part, we don't like very much. We don't like the idea of suffering in our society. And I've discovered as a doctor that much of our medical system is based on ridding us of suffering. Now that's a good thing. We don't want people to suffer unnecessarily from pain or physical symptoms when they are ill, and especially when they are at the end of life. But I'm referring more to 
emotional and spiritual suffering and the type of suffering that we may add on to ourselves, we may increase and exaggerate because of our mental attitude towards suffering and pain and difficulty in the first place. And so the corollary of this lesson suffering is embrace your difficulties. And it's really essential throughout life that we learn how to live and still experience suffering without trying to run away from it or deny it or numb it somehow, and without being angry that we have suffering in our lives. Because what I believe is that we are living here on planet Earth, which is a planet of suffering, because Everything alive here on this earth dies at one point or another. And everything experiences some sort of decline or decay or difficulty in the process of being alive. And so the first great challenge that we face as we're trying to grow spiritually is what to do with the suffering that comes into our life. And I'm here to tell you, It's essential that we learn how to embrace it and accept it and how to carry it throughout life. So suffering is the very first thing that we tackle on this spiritual journey. And some of us get stuck there. We don't move forward. We don't learn anything else because we simply are not willing to hold the suffering that has come to us in our lives. But it's really essential. If we're going to keep growing, and if we're going to move on to the other lessons, suffering is the very first thing we have to master. And again, I will go into suffering in depth in a future episode. So I'm not giving you all of that information today. I'm just trying to give you this little overview so you'll know what to expect. The second lesson that follows after suffering thank goodness, is the lesson of love, because love is one of the greatest antidotes we have to the suffering that life brings to us. Love brings us sweetness and softness and gentleness and caring on the one hand, and helps us cope with and survive the suffering that life brings to us. However, Love also can add to our suffering because love carries us into many different relationships that can often cause us disappointment, abandonment, betrayal, conflict, difficulties. So love is a mixed bag, but love is essential for our growth. And in reality, the entire universe, I believe, is made of love. The energy that motivates and animates the universe and our very souls is love, this divine love. But we living here on earth are trying to translate this beautiful, brilliant, light-filled, sparkling love that is actually beyond description that comes from the divine source, the universe um, that surrounds us. We're trying to translate it into how we live life each day and how we carry on relationships. And so in many ways, we shrink love down into a transaction that we make in our relationships with other people. And that's what brings us a lot of challenges. So 
mastering love and learning how to understand love, how to receive it for one thing, how to love ourselves, and then how to share the love that we allow ourselves to be filled with, with other people, and how to become channels for this incredible, brilliant, light love that comes to us. So that's the second lesson. The third lesson is forgiveness, and it is forever tied to love and also to suffering. Because one of the ways that we learn to navigate the difficulties of life and the challenges of love is to practice forgiveness. Forgiveness as an act that releases others from our anger and blame and resentment that we release ourselves as well from our own self-doubt and self-loathing, our own sense of failure and shame and guilt. And we actually release our lives as well. We, we end up forgiving life, forgiving the universe for whatever pain and struggles have come to us while we've been here on planet Earth. And so forgiveness is an absolutely essential practice. It's something each one of us has to be working on if we intend to grow spiritually. We can't get any further than this until we learn how to forgive. And it's something we have to practice, I believe, on a daily basis. So we'll talk about it a lot. Lots of different tools, lots of ways I will share with you how I'm trying to forgive, what I'm working on, or practices that I'm using right now to help me on a day-to-day basis work on forgiveness for things from the past, things that are happening right now in my life, and particularly forgiving myself. That's a huge one, and it's tied in with self-love and being able to receive love in life. Forgiveness is necessary. So this is going to be a huge lesson that will take up a lot of our time. The lessons that come after this uh, are essential for us to really grow and expand our consciousness. But as I said before, we don't get there until we learn how to forgive because forgiveness actually releases some of our energy that we have tied up in old memories, stagnant old memories, old wounds, old pain that we're carrying with us and keeping alive. We maintain those old wounds by by feeding them with our life energy, actually. And forgiveness unties those memories, allows the energy to be released, and gives us much more life force for this present moment, which happens to be The fourth lesson, living in the present is the very next lesson that we begin to learn. But as I said, forgiveness is essential. That's what releases all of our old stuck energy and gives us more time, more fluidity, more ability to to focus on the present moment. So the present moment is a 
it's a, a really profound lesson when you begin to recognize that you actually don't live much of your life in the here and now, right here, focusing on this moment. Much of the time, your mind is either going backwards, reviewing past events, uh, wondering what you might have done differently, blaming someone else, being upset about something, or feeling regret within yourself about a choice you made in the past. Or your mind is jumping into the future, worrying about what will happen tomorrow. How will I get through that? What will I do? Making lists in your head of things you need to remember and prepare for. So our minds constantly carry us back to the past, forward to the future, back and forth, back and forth. And many times we are not even fully present and aware during the situations we're in in our day-to-day life right now, right here. We're not paying attention. So we might be in conversation with another person, but listening with less than half of our brain because our thoughts are whirling, going on and on about something else, or maybe even thinking about what we would like to say to that person when we have a chance to speak, but not really hearing or listening to what they are saying to us. That is such a common occurrence. We all do that all the time. And also to be preparing a meal and not paying attention to what we're doing, to be eating that meal and not really tasting the food, to be watching a movie but distracted so we're not really even even listening or hearing what's happening, to be walking around out in nature and not even notice how green the grass is or seeing the flowers that are blooming in our neighbor's yard or seeing the beautiful clouds that are floating by overhead, completely missing all this beauty and love and joy that's around us in the present moment because our minds are not capable of just settling and being still in the present. So This is a key lesson also for us as we move forward. But again, we have to master forgiveness before we can fully come into the present moment and begin to take advantage of it as a way of calming ourselves, of becoming still, and of really filling our life full of these very special moments that are around us all the time, but we might be completely missing Once we learn how to be more fully present in our lives and pay attention to what's going on all around us, the next lesson, the fifth lesson comes into play, which is the lesson of purpose. We start to wonder, I mean, we've really been wondering all of our lives what our purpose is here. Why am I here? What am I meant to do? It's a huge question for those of us on a spiritual path because we honestly feel motivated and compelled to do something. We want our life to have meaning and we want to know what is it? What is the thing that I came here to do? And so purpose is very important to us. We want to live a life that was worth something that had value. And I can tell you the vast majority of my hospice patients were asking questions like this at the very end of my, of their lives. What was I here for? Why did I come here? Did I accomplish anything? Did my life mean anything at all? Or did I squander it? Did I waste every breath I had here during this lifetime? 
it's a huge question and each one of us will ask it if we don't fully attend to it now. Earlier in our lives, we will ask it on our deathbeds just like my patients did unless we have started to think about it now and have started to open ourselves right now to the idea that I'm probably here for a reason. There probably is something here for me. And what might that purpose be? Now, what I've learned, and I'll go into this in a lot more detail because it's um, a little hard, will be hard to convince you of this in just a few moments here in this short overview. But what I have learned is that our purpose is not necessarily tied to our career or our, our job. Uh, or our, our employment path, whatever that might be. It's also not necessarily tied to how much success we achieve or what we accumulate or accomplish in our lives. What I've discovered and what I fully believe is that our purpose is much more about what we learn while we're here on this planet. We have these spiritual lessons to learn which is what I believe and what I'm working on and why I'm doing this podcast to talk about these lessons. And our purpose is to really be in school, to view life as a classroom and to learn as much as we can while we're here and to follow the guidance that life gives us, to follow the the obstacles life gives us and recognize, aha, that's something I'm supposed to learn about. So I'm going to take that on as a challenge, as a lesson for me to study while I'm here. And that life is much more about what we learn than exactly what we do for our career. Now, it's possible, though, that your career that you've already chosen or one that you will choose in the future is the perfect place for you to learn some of the lessons that you came here to learn. So your job choice and your career path can be tied in really nicely with the lessons that you are learning, which is ideal. That's what we want. We want to make choices for things in our lives that will help us maximize the amount of learning that we can do. So that's choosing our our path our education and our our work as we move down this road and even the people we choose to bring into our lives the people we connect with and surround ourselves with those are also those people are also part of that learning experience but for me it makes sense if we focus on purpose as being something just bigger than the job i have right now the way that i make money right now purpose is something beyond and outside of that and i can fulfill my purpose of learning lessons through any job whatever job i'm able to to get right now uh, whether it's on you know part of my chosen career path or not whatever employment i have or whatever path i'm on I can learn what I need to learn. And so I can be fulfilling my purpose, even if I don't have the the career I've always dreamed of in the past. So just think about that for a while. We will talk in a future episode in a lot more depth about that particular lesson. So following purpose, once we begin to start to settle into this idea, we're here to learn and we're working on lessons, we're learning things as we go and that's how we are fulfilling our purpose. The sixth lesson comes up as something for us to work on as well, which is the lesson of surrender. 
because in order to truly learn these lessons that life is bringing us at some point or another, we have to learn how to let go of our expectations, our expectations for how life was supposed to turn out, what we thought would happen in our lives. We have to learn how to just accept life as it is and, and let it be. So this lesson of surrender is very important for us as we continue to move on. The more we can surrender, the more we will discover our purpose unfolding for us moment by moment, the more we'll be able to stay in the present moment, the more we'll be able to forgive and love and cope with the suffering. I'm hoping you get the idea of how all these lessons flow together. Ultimately, they all help each other out. Each step we make forward in learning one lesson helps move us toward the next lesson. But the next lesson we learn also helps us in reverse do a better job of the previous lessons. So surrender, the more we learn how to surrender, the better we will be at the previous five lessons. So, uh, once we have begun to master this idea of letting go of our attachments, the final lesson, the seventh lesson, is the lesson of impermanence, meaning nothing on this earth lasts and everything changes. The only thing I would say in the universe that truly lasts is love because even stars and planets die. They're created and ultimately they die. Everything dies, everything changes. Energy transforms all the time, constantly in this universe. Energy doesn't die, but energy, I believe, is love. Love is energy and energy is love. And so love doesn't die. It's the only thing that we can count on that will not die or disappear within our lives and our experience here in the universe. But as we live on this planet, it's essential that we can accept and hold and carry the idea of impermanence. And that today might be an absolutely perfect day in many ways. I, I, things may have worked out for me just the way I want. And I may have um, the love of my life sitting next to me, I may have plenty of money. Everything may feel perfect and be exactly how I wanted it to be. But tomorrow's another day and nothing lasts and everything can change in an instant. You can ask anyone who's been through a wildfire or a natural disaster. It comes in an instant and it can take everything from you. It can destroy everything that you thought you could count on. That's how life is. Life is fleeting and fickle and variable, and we honestly can't predict much of what is going to happen in our lives. We really don't know. We have to be prepared that anything could happen at any time, and we have to be so surrendered in life that we're willing to keep going. We're willing to stick around for it. We're willing to see what happens next and prepared in some ways that 
anything could happen. And just as anything tragic and disastrous could happen at any moment, so could something miraculous and amazing happen. You might win the lottery or, you know, some, some other amazing thing might happen for you. But again, even the good things change everything about your life. And so we have to be willing in each moment to let that moment go and to move on to the next moment and to not cling too much to any part of this life. That's actually how we prepare ourselves the best for the end of life when we reach the time, as my patients did, that we're lying on our deathbeds getting ready for the next journey that's going to come when we take our last breath. So when we master impermanence, we can really begin truly to prepare ourselves for letting go of this life and allowing it to slip through our fingers while making the most of that life in each moment while we have it. So the trick here, the balancing act is to enjoy every single thing you have right now, make the most of it, love it, celebrate it, utilize everything in your life, appreciate it, be grateful for it. But when the time comes to let it go, this is a line from the Mary Oliver poem in Blackwater Woods, when the time comes to let it go, to be able to let it go to allow life to slip away from you in whatever way it chooses when the time is right and to not try too hard to hold on and to cling, trying to control, trying to force life to be what you want it to be. Because it's that clinging and attachment and trying to force life into what your mind thinks it should be that causes you more suffering. So the more you're willing to surrender and to allow life to be what it is and accept the impermanence of life, the better you will be at navigating these ups and downs that life brings you, the more prepared you will be. And that brings us all the way back to that first lesson of suffering, because suddenly when you've mastered all of these lessons, love, forgiveness, the present moment, purpose, surrender, impermanence, you have a really nice formula here for dealing with the suffering that life brings. And even maybe a new definition of, of what that suffering is, a new perspective on it, so that the challenges of life may not seem as bad as they seem to you before. They may seem more manageable and more negotiable because now you recognize your challenges are bringing you opportunities to learn more and to grow, to grow in your ability to love and forgive and surrender and let go and make the most of every moment of your life. So the key for these seven lessons is that we keep cycling through them over and over again, around and around. We keep learning more and more about each lesson and every lesson helps us more with the previous lessons and also prepares us for the next lesson. They're all tied together. And I talk about these lessons sequentially, chronologically, as if you will learn them 
in order, but the truth is we're confronted with really all of these lessons all the time. We just might be working on one more than another at any given time. But I wanted you to be able to see the pattern of how they all fit together and accomplishing one lesson, I mean, growing in one lesson helps you with the very next lesson and the previous lessons. So they're tied together and you will begin to see it in your life. You'll begin to recognize how some of these lessons are coming up and you'll remember, ah, I'm working on surrender right now. That's what this is about. I've got to focus on surrendering. So I wanted to just give you this little outline and overview of these seven lessons. And as I said, in the next seven episodes, we'll go into each one of the lessons in greater detail so that you have a better understanding of what I'm talking about. And I can also talk about a few practices for each lesson. So some things that you can do yourself to help you learn the lessons. All of them are practices I've learned or that I'm learning and that I'm doing and trying right now as I work my way over and over again through all of these lessons. So hang on. We have a lot to cover over the next months and years, however long this podcast lasts. Um, I hope you find it helpful. I hope it brings you inspiration and helps you on your path. And I'm really excited to hear from you if there are questions that come up or if you have comments or suggestions, maybe you have an experience to share or a story to tell. So check out the show notes for this episode and you can leave a voice message for me if you would like to share anything with the other members of the audience out there, the other listen listeners. So thanks for joining me here for What Really Matters. Mm-hmm.